and welcome to the morning DNA. I'm Aaron Dyson, the man of a single black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions. And we're here to find out what uh, March 6th, 2023 is made of. We're in March today. Yeah, that's what happens. Time marches on. Yeah, I missed I missed March 4th, which I tend to think is like one of those days that's supposed to be pretty like, it's an awesome, you know, March 4th. You march 4th in life. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my kid broke her wrist that day, so <laughs> we're marching forth into <laughs> uh -huh. the great unknown of broken do, bones. Do you want to talk about uh, the broken wrist? Uh, yeah, I'm going to probably use it as an inspiration for my topic today. All right. All right. <laughs> we can go there. Yeah, yeah she's okay. She's I'm also right. using uh, my weekend injuries as an ins inspiration for my topic today. So uh, We're just a mess today. Just a mess. Just an yeah. absolute mess. This weekend was absolutely a blur, for sure. It really was. Um, I, I uh, started a project and did not realize uh, the expanse of this project. The fact that you're even seeing me this morning did, is good news. Like, Did you see my topic today? Let's just no. get into it. <laughs> All right. You want to shoo a dough? Well, shoo a dough. All right. Let's go ahead. My topic today is when is a great idea turned into more work than you realized? Today. <laughs> My topic today is when's the last time you overdid it? <laughs> Holy moly, we're just jumping in. <laughs> I think it's a people may be like, oh, when they got together and did their planning for the show. No. And it's like, guys, you got to mm. understand. We have no. no clue what the other person is mm -mm. is going to, to talk about. Um, no, I guess we're going to get into it here in just a minute, though. That's going to be fun. I just, I guess, a, a, a combined topic this morning. Yeah, might as well. I mean, it's fine. It's just the other thing. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say before we get to the the topics is because of my project, this like I'm still figuring out my studio space. Like uh, I'm immediately distracted by so many things. Number one, lights too close. So much light on this side of my face right now. Like I need to adjust this light. Number two, like I'm trying to figure out like why I have so much headspace on my camera my camera is like you know hard to arrange in the current arrangement of the studio it's like so like i'm distracted by these things in just trying to be present for the show oh well i have so much experience of being the i was distracted gonna say one. can you help me help help me out yeah. here what what are some tips mm -hmm. for trying to remain uh focused when there's mm -hmm. so many things to distract you okay first of all you're going to want to have the notepad up on your computer screen oh so that as you have great ideas or something to talk about, you don't interrupt the conversation every 12 seconds with your new idea. This is just something I've learned over time. People don't mm, appreciate okay. that very much, you know? Okay. Like, and then you just write it down. So that way you can try to get it out of your head and then, and then focus. But what if my keyboard is now on a keyboard uh, slider thing that I can't really access while I'm doing the show? What, what if? Okay. I mean, well, I can, but it's like, mm -hmm. it's, Good, good. Really difficult. Good, good. Archaic, but works, pencil paper. <laughs> what? What is this you speak of? I started writing in cursive in front of Iris, and she's like, what is that? It's like magical words. People don't know yeah. how to write in cursive anymore. I feel like I know some like super cool secret, you know, code. Mm -hmm. I always was obsessed with secret codes growing up. I remember the commercials for like, maybe was it cereals and such? You would get like a special toy or something. Mm -hmm. And the decoders were my favorite because I right. felt like you would learn or or when Lord of the Rings came out and the Elvish language became very popular. 
there was these sites where you could go and every letter equates to an, a letter in the Elvish language. And I just remember being like, ooh, I can write in another language. Did I learn an actual existing other language? No, I did not. Just fun, like, woo-woo things. So cursive is my, as close as I'm going to get. Woo-woo. It's, it's a very, it, woo-woo is a great word. Okay. Because it's a non-word. And it pretty much goes in place of almost anything. And someone usually knows what you're talking about. Usually. <laughs> so woo-woo usually. is something that is without substance is that like the idea like some like something nebulous or ethereal it could be whatever oh yeah it's, it's like smurf what <laughs> it's it's smurf the word smurf smurf meant everything smurf meant smurf is a little like a little critter like a little... right but in their language they would use smurf interchangeably for like oh, all sorts of words You're yeah right i forgot about that yeah have a smurftastic day yes yeah. oh smurf <laughs> uh-huh yes exactly well we could just get right into it if you we want should. to we should because i should. do want to i I'll, I'll tell you guys so as i as i said iris broke her wrist over the weekend but um it's the it's a really quote-unquote good break it's called a buckle fracture mm. turns out that you my know my wife told me this last night when we're little our bones aren't completely solid yet so when something goes to break it actually bulges out and that is what has happened to iris's wrist so on both the radius and the ulnar bone which are the two bones of the forearm right at the distal attachment which is the wrist on both of them she has a bulge and one of them is really predominant uh so uh she's lucky she also landed on her head but she didn't get a concussion so she was head and wrist from a from a I think like a four and a half five foot drop, so that's not fun. But she's doing really good, so she has to have a little like we we took her to the you know urgent care and we have a pediatric urgent care thankfully, so they were very used to working with little ones, and she has a soft cast for right now until we can get in touch with the next doctor who will probably be casting it like. To, to make sure it stabilizes while it heals for the next yeah. month or so. So we're learning, we're asking questions, we're listening. Um, she is hyper concerned with a couple of things. Uh, one being she was told, do not get this wet because it will essentially just disintegrate. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a droplet of water on it sends her into a panic, which is super fun. So we're trying to kind of like rein her in a little like, ah. sure. It's good to be aware, but there's a there's a a scale here. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is she was told she cannot like put her finger kind of down into her and, and itch. She cannot itch. And so she's like, well, what will I do if I itch? And this is where my topic comes into play, everyone. The question is, when is a great idea turned into more work than you realized? I very cleverly answer this question in the moment by saying, well, if you itch, we'll just do an itch dance together. Which I thought was a great way of distracting Iris from such a great way of distracting a child who is always itching from not itching. Uh huh. Yeah. So I have volunteered myself <laughs> just at the drop of a dime whenever Iris has an itch that she can't scratch, that I too shall join her in the itch dance. Thankfully, it hasn't happened very much because she's sort of still wanting to be still. And I think her body is mm -hmm. just systems, resources diverted 
to right. healing and all this stuff. She's still like a little tired and you know, it's, it's rough. She's in pain. It sucks. But we talked about it again and she's like, what is the itch dance? And I double down whatever we want it to be. I say, I could have limited it. I could have given it some parameters. Mm -hmm. I could have said, we're just wiggling. Yeah. You could have said it's a 10 second quick, you know, thing yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did I foresee what has, what has cometh? No. <laughs> so it was a great idea, guys. It's a great idea. It's important, you know, because I want to keep her spirits high. Mm -hmm. um, and, and she's, she's having to adjust so much. We had a great chat this morning about, um, I, I she's like, how am I going to do anything? I can't do anything. And so I had a chance to say that so many people can't use their hands or maybe they don't even have a hand and they do all kinds of things. And she was really excited about that. She said, you're right. There are people who don't have legs and they find ways to get around. And so even though I can't use my arm, I can still find different ways of doing things. So she's really like getting into overcoming like a perceived limitation. And right. I'm really excited for her to go to school today for the first time and relearn how to interact with her environment. Of course, everyone's kind of aware she's going to need some help at certain times. I don't know if she's going to make everybody at school do the itchy itch dance, but you know, I'll find out. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. It's going to be mm -hmm. a month of this. This isn't just like a couple of days. This is an entire investment of time that when she itches, we're all going to join in and do the itchy dance. Aaron, you're, <laughs> I'm including you in that. You're, you want to come that's over fine. That's, and do the that's itchy fine. dance with us? I'm, I'm suddenly have to be here all the time. I don't oh. know how that happened. Oof. Danae, I'm also just realizing I have the Sif Pop uh, in the background instead of the studio. It's okay. You know what? You want, it's okay. It is just a complete fail over here. Let, let's so. just go over to yours then. You know, we'll get to the we'll get to your comments since we're all on the same topic today. Just throw in all your comments about your life experiences. Yeah. Let's just hear, Aaron. What? Obviously, this is a, <laughs> a really similar. It's been topic a thing, today. man. It's been a thing. Um. So yeah, it's like you said, a great idea, and then it just turns in. It snowballs, right? And at some point, and I guess maybe the little distinction in our topics, at some point you have to go, okay, this can wait, as opposed to overdoing it, as opposed to going too hard. So we've got uh, this annual thing we do at our house every year for the Oscars. A bunch of people come in. We watch every single nominated movie for the all 10 movies over the course of three days. And it's this fun thing. And then we do a live broadcast uh, from in here during the Oscar show, like lots of fun kind of stuff. And a lot has changed in this studio since last year, uh, specifically some of the monitor setup and that kind of thing to where it wasn't really going to be conducive to have a couple people in here trying to interact together. And I was like, okay, I need to do some things. Also in my uh, uh, theater space, it is long bugged me that I put the rear speakers so low that you can't really hear them from the front row because they get blocked by the back row and they've needed to be moved up about four feet, you know, somewhere in that range. And I wanted to do that before this weekend. So I was like, okay, where do we start? Well, <clears throat> if you don't, you probably don't know anything about my setup, but on the back where the speakers are is also where I have my entire physical media library is back there. And the wires for these speakers have to go behind the physical media library to plug in. And if they are raised, then we have to figure out how to get them. Well, before they were kind of on the ground and underneath 
something. And we're like, you know what would be better is to just to drill a couple holes and go through the two by fours so that they just kind of, the, so the wires are all hidden behind the, the the media library. This seems simple, right? We'll just draw, we'll just drill four holes in two by fours. I, I feel like there are just these like little signs along the way. Thank There's you, There's a Danae. similarity between both of our stories. There's just these little signs along the way that maybe in retrospect you see, but like in your case, I feel like power tools is the very obvious like, <laughs> flag up like oh man without power tools it would have been even worse it's just like oh where is this going so we already had a little hole uh drill attachment for the drill right so this is something we already had from a previous project so it's like oh we can do it well it's it's an attachment about this wide and for those on the podcast just imagine me putting up my fingers uh a couple inches maybe to say like an yeah like an inch and a half maybe uh well a two by four is guess how many inches wide two that's the two in the two by four uh and so it doesn't go all the way through and we're trying to figure out why this won't continue going through meanwhile we're pressing the end of this thing into the board so it has nowhere to go and i'm just pushing with all my might and i'm like man i've been working out i should be stronger than this and it has nothing to do with that i'm literally trying to break the laws of physics to try to get this thing to go through further so thankfully, like the little screw part had come out the other side because it was a little more than two inches. So you could go to the other side, put the little screw part in and meet them in the middle. Um, and so then we did that uh, and eventually figured all that out. Uh, but we had to do that four different times and then had to wire everything through, had to move all of the physical media. I wondered. Um, <laughs> currently it's okay. 700 pieces. Let me let me just stop there, <clears throat> which would potentially be another flag. We're just gonna stop for just a second. I have a okay, question okay, for you. Okay, okay, question. Okay, when the physical media comes off of the wall, the seven hundred of them, is this when you say is now a good time to reorganize my physical media? Yes, thank you, Danae. <laughs> <laughs> See, you understand. You know, you, you're very smart. You're very wise. See. Well, you know, it's already down right it's already come down right so are we going to organize it now by instead of you know alphabetical are we going to go categorical and, and be like okay so this is the comedy section and this is the children's <laughs> section like how did you <laughs> reorganize it so so uh, thankfully i did not do an extensive reorganization as far as the order of the movies i left the order of the movies the same now the shelves they were on uh, I reorganized a little bit to make a little more room for some of the physical media types because I first uh, arranged by type and then by release year. Um, and so the like the 4K shelves needed a little more space. And so I gave them an extra layer and then I had to figure out like how to squeeze all the Blu-rays down to the bottom and where everything else would go. And so, yes, but I did all that in the midst uh, of this project as well. So anyways, that's before we even get to the studio where my primary goal was that there not be a single wire on my desk. There will not be oh, a wire no. showing Hold on. on my desk. <laughs> okay, let's stop right now again. Like we just, let's, we're just, this is good. This is good. This is mm -hmm. good conversation mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's, let's just dive into your topic fully today because I sure. feel like also another, another flag, another flag on the play here is mm -hmm. unrealistic expectations. <laughs> I'll tell you what's unrealistic. I got it done. Well, almost, I'm almost here. 
Uh, but it will be done by Saturday. I have a couple. I have a couple more things I needed uh, from from uh, Amazon. A couple longer mic cords for one. There, but, you know. There's something about like, hey, we're gonna lift this piece of equipment, which mm-hmm. requires us to move this shelf, which requires us to move all of this physical media, which requires me to potentially reorganize it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. It would be like looking at my room and being like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make sure that not one beige thing is showing. Well, you know, it's just like why. Mm. Why? Mm. Why would you do cleaner. that? It's just cleaner. It just looks nicer. And honestly, if I have a second person in here, I now have a clear shot to have a conversation with them as opposed to trying to work through monitors and different things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of it had to do with a while back. I mentioned the keyboard thing. I had bought a keyboard shelf because it was just a, like everything was all compact here and there wasn't a lot of room. And I thought, if I have a shelf to put my keyboard on, I can do that. And I'll probably end up getting a Bluetooth keyboard just so I can kind of move it up and down. Um, yeah. Because I can use it down here. It's and, fine. And no but, cord. No and, cord. And no cord. So that's a win. Uh, but uh, Next, you're going to be like, okay, I'm hyper-organizing my computer system. And, and when I log in, I don't want to actually see anything at all. Mm-hmm. So you get it. <laughs> So, uh, so to get the keyboard shelf on, I had to take the monitor stand off the desk already. And so then it was because I wanted to flip it over to screw it into the table, all this kind of stuff or whatever. So I was like, okay, now is the time to really figure this out. And, uh, and so I mapped it and figured it out, got the light lot, you know, the Right, correct length of cords aside from the mic cords, which are the you know the finishing piece that'll come in. So right now my mic cord is like taut to the the board, which is on my left over here, which I, I still have access to it. So it's it's still there. It's oh, just thank not goodness on the that table anymore. That. It's not on the table anymore. Nothing's on the table. It looks so clean. It looks so nice. I like That's it so nice. much. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, visually, uh, visually, I want you guys to envision that Aaron is in a you know little square room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the middle of the square room is just a table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a desk. Nope. It's just a tall table, and so everything is on the table. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not really. Des- I, I, we don't have desks. We don't have desks. We have. No. We have been like piecing together our studio for ten years now. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, we have this uh, this table here. We have this little side thing here. We'll just slide this over here and making it work. Mm-hmm. So uh, all that to say, I like how it turned out. I really just want you know this. You have the same kind of thing. I just wanted a space I want to be in. Like, I didn't want to sit here and think, you know, oh, this like the mess of these cords is messing with my brain. Everything's on the table. Why is everything so? Yes. Know, and, yeah. and, and really just even getting the board off the table cleared a lot of that off because the board has a ton of cords coming out of it. Right. And yeah. so it's like just getting that down here on its own separate place out of sight. Like that was that was a big part of it. Um, so now the only cords on the table are for the speakers, um, but they're almost unnoticeable because they're right alongside the monitor. So and in about, oh, six hours, he's going to be researching Bluetooth speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really think I haven't already researched that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you go bluetooth speakers you know the sound quality changes because it has mm-hmm. to go through it's not as good it's not as a solid you know we got yeah. this we got this. yeah yeah absolutely um, so. wow mm-hmm. this is so like you could was, give a mouse a cookie but that was over real it. life so uh so in fact i started this project on friday with the uh intent of being able to uh, do Sif, but wasn't able to do Sif Pop live this weekend. Like, I'm just going to do a quick, like, 
sift swift today, probably record and try to get it out so something's in the feed because it just dominated my life. And by the time I went to bed Friday, I could barely walk. My entire back was just screaming at me just from all the ways I was bending and, and getting up and down and different things like that in the, the, the drilling and trying to, you know, break the rules of physics uh, with my strength, all that stuff paid a price literally laid out in bed all, all day Saturday. Couldn't do a thing all day Saturday because I could barely move from Friday and then finished up yesterday and uh, probably need a recovery day today uh, as well. So, yeah. It's, oh, man. It's wild. Oh, man. I overdid it. You and, definitely overdid it. And it is it. not the only time in my life I have overdone it. I, I have This is a tendency of mine when I have something like, that I want to accomplish, I will. I will go all out. So, but I am curious to hear other people's uh, answers to our questions this morning. Well, there is a lot in the chat that has been coming in. Castroff says, "Overdoing it every time I spend enough time working on it that I get, uh, I only get to the gym at the last possible moment for a halfway decent workout." Mm -hmm. What else have you guys said? Great idea, says Castro. Doing my own home improvement to fill gaps in the baseboard instead of hiring someone. <laughs> <laughs> that is another one. Uh, the, the DIY thing is where a lot of this stuff. And I should mention, like, that physical media shelving system, that was a DIY. Like, my wife, uh, I came to her with an idea that I found uh, online, and she uh, was able to put it together. Like, um, so, and I should also say she helped me with a lot of this. Like, you know, she's incredible that way, even though she's both in a full-time job and full-time school right now. Uh, she managed to find some time to help me. Uh. <laughs> that was a good time to put the morning DNA one up in the background podcast listener. I don't know if you just heard the, uh, <laughs> the pop uh, artwork that just tumbled to the wall. <laughs> Somebody should clip that. That's for sure. That was amazing. That was, that was perfectly timed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, I overdid what it. What else we got today? I overdid a chicken the other day. It was dry as heck. Does that count? Yeah, it counts. 100%. Uh, no, it doesn't count. This. That is off topic, uh, but thanks for Lally telling us. Lolly says, um, this project is probably how I'm going to go uh, when we try to clear out the garage. I haven't started it because it's going to be overwhelming. Yep. I wanted to couple, talk about this a little bit. Because a couple of those hanging cleaning projects, yeah. I like how you said at one point in time, Aaron, that you mapped it out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mapping definitely. out certain things is really valuable to do. And I usually do not map out. I go on instinct, which has a whole other set of issues. Absolutely. Um, but I did try to map out a couple of projects the other day, uh, probably about like three weeks ago, I did a really big house clean. And the only reason that I wrote down my idea was because I wanted to, I knew I wasn't going to accomplish everything. And I just wanted to remember what my main goal was so that when I get lost, mm -hmm. I can come back and yeah. go, oh yeah, this is where I started. Because my way of starting projects like this is just to get in and then I just like go in these spirals. And technically I'm making progress, but it 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 gets lost in other little like spin outs. Um, so things are happening and I'm excited about them. And then I get back to the beginning and there's still so much to do at the beginning because I went and got lost. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of learned over time, there's certain ways of like mapping kind of almost means just don't go too far down one. Like it's okay to stop. It's okay to stop. My mm -hmm. professional organizer, uh, Teresa, who I haven't seen in quite some time because I had to reorganize my budget, but 
she had a rule when we would get started. And that is that if you pick something up, you cannot, you, you, it's like glued to your person until you go find out where it belongs. So if I was to pick something up that needed to go into another room, I then have to walk across the other how uh, other side of the house and to put it away, which is totally fine because then you're supposed to come back to, you know, your starting point. Mm-hmm. But I would, without Teresa, my anchor, I go to the next room and then it just becomes, I pick up this thing and I just start going just everywhere. So you yeah. end up kind of maybe burning energy. We are going to be going and doing some deeper kind of organizational stuff in the garage. And um, I'm remembering ideas and things that she taught me about how to start a project, like what you need to do in that space. What's your goal? If it's to create room, if it's to put things away, Mm -hmm. doing your best, and then getting to the point where you're ready to make donations and, and trash stuff. And then the donations go into the car and it immediately goes to the donation. And you don't, that's part of your day is going to make the donation. So that way it's out of your space. Yeah. Good luck on your garage. Garage organization is a big one. That was Mm -hmm. another time uh, we overdid it. We uh, we literally reinstalled an entire row of cabinets from the left side of the garage to the front of the garage so that we could park two vehicles in the garage because them coming off the side was making it difficult to park both and get out. Mm -hmm. And so we moved them to the front because there was enough room from front to back. And um, I mean, they're much better there. Like, yeah. I don't know why they weren't there in the first place. Part an, of me wonders if they were there in the first place. Uh, but, man, it was it was a lot of a project. So, there, yeah. There is always that moment in a project where you realize that you have a really good idea, that it's going to be a lot of work, and you look at the other person, hopefully, that you're sharing the workload with, and you say, are we really about to do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just take yeah. that minute right there and kind of go, we don't have to, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I was finished, continues Castriff, with the baseboards months ago, but I used a bad brand of caulk the last time and it started cracking in a bunch of places. No! That's uh, the worst. Gotta be careful of that stuff, I guess. Don't ask me. I don't know anything about home improvement stuff. Yeah. I have a lot of home improvement ideas, but I quickly decide that they are for a professional. And then you have to um, wait till you can afford a professional. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Your dad says, I needed a good laugh this morning, Aaron, and the sign falling did it probably woke up your mother. <laughs> Thanks can't. for clarifying. That's my dad that uh, that posted that, uh, that probably woke up my mother. Um. Oh, Josh Zero says the kid, kid zero solution for this is just to never pick up anything ever. You know what? That is a choice of living, and I've lived that choice. Uh, that eventually evolves into what I like to call the nest, <laughs> where you just live in the chaos of whatever is around you. That's our youngest son. Uh, not a shred of carpet showing in that room right now. Yeah. It's wild. I lived like that for I most of my life. I don't life. understand it. Maybe you can help me understand. I've never, that's, no, I've no never lived that way. It. I've been messy. I was messy as a teenager, I'm sure, but not to that level. It's just wild. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's something else is more important. That's all for me. <laughs> something else is more important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Shaggy says, I lose days trying to organize the garage, right? Well, it's a huge space, man. Uh, Lolly says, your description of wandering around the house is how I write. And it's a problem. Mm. I have to write a piece for a memorial and I'm struggling because I just keep jumping back and forth. So yeah. Did you have something, Aaron? No. I said, take a breath. Yeah. No, I do that. A couple of minutes usually. Um, 
as far as breath. Yeah, I'm taking breaths. Yeah. yeah, that happens. Yeah, for a split second, I was like, is he talking about <laughs> writing? That's strange. <laughs> I do write as well. Uh, but yeah, that is, uh, it is <sighs> focus, right? Like it comes down to figuring out how to make your brain focus on uh, a certain thing. And there really is something about just getting in the groove and allowing your mind-body connection to almost not think, but do, right? Like that's what the groove is, that's what the zone is. Um, whether you've played sports or played an instrument or those kind of things, you know there is a moment where you're no longer thinking about the notes or you're no longer thinking about the best pass or the best angle on the court or whatever it might be you're just doing, you're just existing in that mind-body connection. And finding that in writing is difficult, but when you do, uh, it flows, man, it just goes. Um, and then like something will take to, you out of it. You have to find like your style and just mm -hmm. embrace it and decide yeah. what's important to you. Because I yeah. also am a wanderer of many, like I just, I tend to have many things going on at once and I do get, more disciplined and focus as the need arises. Um, but personally motivated, I don't, I didn't really have any motivation to change that. So like for, uh, my writing technique, which for my job has changed a lot because mm -hmm. I have to focus on that. Um, for like just writing because I have to write, I started to gravitate more towards bullet points. Maybe this will help too, Lolly. I'm not sure. So, you know, you kind of like, write in bullet point style and then you go back to the bullet points and you see sort of what order you want them to go in and if you just have like one line and you want to expand on that thought you just expand on that thought in that same bullet point section and then by the end you kind of have a essentially like an outline of what you want to talk about but organizing my long form writing is something that takes me hours to do and i do this in emails as well I'll write it and then I'll go back and reread it and shift some things around and decide what order I want to say them in, mm -hmm. um, where some people can just kind of like sit down and just, they know what they're going to say and the order they're going to say it in. It always takes me many, many, many passes. So I, yeah. I feel this comment deep. Mm -hmm. Hi Moxie. Hi everybody. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, obviously this is a big one too, is when the work or when the writing or when whatever has like an emotional like part to it, Lolly, like you're saying, Lolly mm -hmm. says, I am, I think I'm resisting the groove because it's emotionally hard. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, well, she, follow it, your instincts on it. She said that she's writing a, a in memoriam, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's uh that's a tough one because you also put that added pressure on yourself of, um, I have to get this right. Have to get this right. Have yeah. to get this right. It means so much to get this right. And um, I guess I would encourage you to say, if your heart is in that place, I don't think you can get it wrong. You know what I mean? Like if, you're, if your heart is in the place of uh, feeling so deep about it and so emotional about it, you're not, you're not gonna get it wrong. You're not gonna mess this up. Um, what, wherever you land, whatever you end up with, I think that pressure, I hope I can relieve that a little bit because you're just, you're not, you're not gonna mess this up. Yeah. There's so, no way to write yeah. something that will encapsulate a person no. fully. You're just going to hit what you are ready to talk about. Mm -hmm. And no one is going to expect that one thing is going to be like all of it, all that it's needed. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Castro says, I know I should outline more when writing, but it's uh, just not natural to me. I like being able to go in directions that don't flow from rigid structure. Yep. 
everyone has just like a different way. And I think once you kind of embrace that this is how you are, for me, I've noticed that my growth comes out of like those natural moments. Mm-hmm. So for example, having been the p- person that lives in a nest of items, especially when I was living with my mom and dad as a kid, I didn't have any rules about my room. There wasn't, my mom and dad didn't say like, you have to go put this away. It was just your room can be whatever you want it to be. As long as I have a path to get to the closet so that I can get to your clothes, that's it. So there was just a path that was all. And that's all I needed. Now, every single day I couldn't find my shoes. And every single day I was stressed out about finding things and where they go. And, you know, so it just, as time went on, my motivation to shift and change was the ease with which to find the things that I was looking for. Um, and that helped me a lot. And I still have a huge journey of keeping up with the routines of things. I'm not very good with routines. It's the same with writing. It's the same with all kinds of stuff. We just sort of start where you are. You know, you start with your environment that you're you're raised in. You start with your natural instincts. And then you just evolve and work on the things that are really powerful for you. So, yeah. Eight says, my room was tiny. If I had anything on the floor, I wouldn't have been able to walk into it. Yeah. So like your environment helps to kind of yeah, grow you as a person. Yeah, it that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Same with you, Aaron. You like the, your office is like, you don't really keep a lot. So it's kind of like your sanctuary. So mm-hmm. like what you said earlier about the motivation to want to go in and sit in a space and work. That's a huge, huge thing. Mm -hmm. So I completely understand that that's a good motivation to do the work. But how do you know when you're overdoing it, Mayor? When do you stop? You know, like, when do you like quit? Is it, is it when you've just blown your back out? Is that it for you? You're like, (laughs) oh, I've gone too far. Yeah, it's either when you can't go further or when the job is accomplished. Uh, You know, there's, if, if you've done the right math, if you've done the right preparation work of knowing it actually is possible, you know, and that you're not uh, trying to do something impossible, then yeah, you either do it or you stop because you have to. And um, that's just, you know, I don't know. That's that's, that's my perspective. Just how it is. The other time, one of the other times that I taught the story I tell about uh, overdoing it is when I played basketball in high school. Uh, there was an invention that came out uh, called the strength shoe. Uh, the strength shoe. And what the strength shoe was, was a pair of running shoes that uh, had like a platform on the toe. So <gasps> I'm where, looking at this. I'm going I'm to bring up a picture. Um, so it had a platform on the toe. So when you would, when you would walk or run or work out in these shoes, you would really work your calf muscles because they would have to do uh, a lot of the work of keeping your body um, upright that your heels would usually do. So your calves kind of take the the place of your heels. And so the idea was if you would wear these shoes, you would be able to jump higher, run faster because, you know, your, your, um, your calves would uh, get, get larger. Yes, that is, that is the strength shoe. So we had these for the basketball team. Um, They got a summer, whatever, and I had a pair and we had gone on vacation. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do some some work on the strength shoes. I'm going to go uh, for a run in the strength shoes. Now, for me, if I'm going to do it, I might as well like really go for it. Right. So not only did I run for uh two miles in these uh strength shoes not walk run i did it on the beach 
Now, if you know anything about running on the beach, running on the beach is already extra work on your legs and your balance muscles and your core and all those kind of things because it gives way under your feet. Uh, so I ran for two, I think about two miles in these strength shoes on the beach. This was in, um, I believe Mississippi on the Gulf on the Gulf beach was where our vacation was. I believe this was the same vacation where a hurricane uh, came while we were down there. Hurricane Andrew, if you remember, and we're around then. Uh, so I could be conflating those two things, but, um, anyhow, uh, I couldn't walk for a week. So uh, it destroyed my calves so much that uh, I literally had to use crutches uh, for a while. So, yeah. So there you go. It's just me and overdoing it. Today is now drawing on the show, be on the shoe, on the shoe show, on the shoe the dough shoe show, shoe show. <laughs> Listen, it was a great story about you blowing, you know, your body to pieces. I don't mm -hmm. have any experience with pushing my body too far ever. So <laughs> No. I've never yeah. crawled to the microphone to do the show before. <laughs> Saying attempted to, it. it can do it. Yeah, you did. I literally stop me just on that stood one. in front of you. It was just like yeah, stop, did. Danae. Stop. <laughs> you are going to rest. You are going to rest right now. You're <laughs> <laughs> literally crawling around on the floor. I can make completely it. prone, uh, trying to get to uh, the microphone. Uh, I'm like Danae. Take a nap. I we can, can get, do this I can tomorrow. Get, I can get this. I can do it, Aaron. Just get me to the mic. Uh, yeah. Um, here's some stories of overdoing it. In sports and stuff, I was never the most athletic. But when practicing, I would give 150% to the point of passing out quite frequently from exhaustion. <laughs> That's not good, hubs. <clears throat> it's not good. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, Alan says, I started off digging a trench to drain an area and ended up three months later having a water garden. <laughs> <laughs> the project just kept growing. Needless to say, I overdid it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a beautiful water garden, though. The end oh result was my great. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. That's like the perfect example of being like, oh, no, I've done I've overdone it. Yep. All of a sudden you're buying koi, you know, like it's just, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Another flag when you're deciding to buy something living when you originally started was just needing a water spout. Yes. That's a good, yes. a good, good game. Just need to drain something. Why am I at the fish store? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Um, I, I did want to say this was from Lucas as well, but to, uh, but to what extent is perfectionism and overdoing it or are they the same thing? Mm. And this might be a good transition into our you questions. Sure. So why don't you guys go ahead and any question goes, you guys can ask us anything at all and we will answer as many as we can. Uh, just put a you before your question so that we can kind of pin it and we'll just take the show into the you question air, the, the new question, you, the new you, the Shoe. you new shoe quit <laughs> mm -hmm. yes uh if you have a, a question put a, a shoe at the beginning of it i mean a you at the beginning of it woo woo uh see mm. Come, it all comes back around all comes all... full circle so to what extent is perfectionism overdoing are they the same thing um no they are not the same thing uh however perfectionism does result in overdoing it quite a bit um and perfectionism can be a mental health issue right like per perfectionism can be one of those things 
where the slightest flaw in something dominates your brain in a way uh, that you cannot finish a project. Um, mm. Overdoing it uh, is that plus a lot of other things, right? There are a lot of other ways to overdo things rather than just perfectionism, but perfectionism can definitely lead to overdoing things. I think the good enough gene is one we need to work on as a culture. I think there are a lot of people doing a lot more work than they need to because of perfectionism. Um, and the, I think the, the, one of the, the, by the way, you can find a famous quote to say opposite things about everything. But the one that, that I like on this topic is, you know, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Um, and, you know, I think that that can happen a lot, especially in a work culture where we define people by, um, how hard they work in the things they accomplish in the things on their resume. Um, it can, it can, it can really become painful and, uh, distracting. So, yeah, I don't think they're the same thing, but I, I, they definitely can lead to the same result. And that's wisdom from <laughs> Did Aaron you have Dicer. any thoughts or wisdom? Are you Man, a perfectionist? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think, struggle I with perfectionism. You, you In fact, I felt quite triggered. You're like, it's a disorder. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> there is a reason that we have like standards. There's I, standards candy. that I, that, now that the problem comes into play when your when standard and someone else's standard are so different that you cannot make progress uh, because you can't like get to a space where you're like, yeah, this is good enough is to me, it, it feels really, really wrong. Like, yeah, this is good enough. Yeah. That, that's just not how, I'm, I'm like, it's, then it's not, then it's not done. It's not done because it's not good enough. I just but said it was good specific, enough. But it says, but only in specific <laughs> How can good things. enough be not good enough? Right, well, like, that's <laughs> the thing. It's literally it's good opinions. enough. <laughs> for you, for, guys, uh, I apologize if this is getting uncomfortable. Uh, we are now entering into a part no, of the show said, where- good enough. Is not good enough. Like it's good not. enough does not equal good enough. How is that possible? So, so that's the thing. That was like this is this is this is our struggle. This is the struggle. The struggle is Aaron going. This is good enough, and I'm like, it's it's not though. I mean, it is, but it's not. It could be better. It could be better. And then Aaron would be like, right. But how many times do we get to the next place where it could be better? Pursuit and then of you continue to embellish, or you continue to add things to it. Correct. The yes. We'll make it more interesting or go to the next level. But what, when is it, when does that stop, Danae? Uh, right. So, yeah, I felt like that was really just aimed at me. And honestly, <laughs> no, not at all. Just so rude. So <laughs> it's probably aimed at me. It's probably my own issues that play into it. But <sighs> like, it's, it, I, I do think we live in a, uh, a culture that values the idea of working as opposed to accomplishing. Um, and those, those are two very different things. So, yeah. And it's hard. Like it's difficult because there's some things I'm, I'm like really passionate about and I want to make sure like it's super, super great. And then there are some things I'm not passionate about. Like it doesn't need to be super, super great. So mm -hmm. I feel like I have Choose struggles with perfectionism personally, but in certain areas. So like in some areas, I'm not worried about it. My kitchen right now, trashed, not worry about it. Why? Cause I'll get to it later and it's going to be fine. I'm not a perfectionist in that space, mm -hmm. um, but in some of the work or like what I'm putting out to the world, I'll be like, okay, I have to spend, it's not there yet, it's not there yet. And then I kind of realized, especially with working with Aaron, because we are very different in this area, um, the level, it's it's not compromising isn't bad, 
coming up with the this is good isn't bad. And so I've I've really changed some of it. And I think you're right. When you realize that you're holding things back, you're holding projects back, you're holding people back, you're holding progress back, because in your mind, it can only be one way. Right. Um, then then that's where it kind of switches over into being something that's debilitating. And so there's definitely work that I've had to do. So it's a good question. It's a really, really good question. Um, There's and it's something nothing that wrong with pursuing excellence and really going for it and saying, not quite yet. We're not quite there yet. The, 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 the problem is when it becomes debilitating and becomes dominating, right? Those are when it can transition into something a little more um, problematic. I think so, I yeah. kind of realized that my perfectionism to a certain degree in the areas where it was kind of becoming more of a negative uh, experience um, was almost me giving myself an excuse to kind of hold things back. Like I was holding things back because of a fear of what would it would be to release it. People would look at it, then it would be out in the world. What would they say? And there's this part mm. of like chasing mm -hmm. what you're doing to make sure that it's this perfect package so that no one can deny that you did your best or that you like tried really hard, but guess what? No matter how hard you try, no matter how perfect it looks, there's still gonna be someone out there who's gonna say that's that's disgusting, that's ugly, that's whatever, you know, that doesn't hit the standard that I have because everyone has different opinions about what looks good to them. Like someone could spend millions of dollars renovating their house and someone else would look at that renovation and think it was really bad and trashy and they'd never buy it because we all have different perspectives. We all have different, uh, ways that we want to, you know, interact with our world and the content that we consume. So, yeah, I mean, being in a content driven job with Aaron on radio and trying to entertain fans and talk about things that are interesting, it can be really debilitating. You know, it can be like, no, we can't put that out because we haven't answered these 7,000 questions yet. So it kind of just became where I was not only holding myself back, holding other people back. And that was for me, the gauge that I needed to kind of start to change my um what is it lower your expectations uh <laughs> downshift a little isn't yes, it so it's hard good. to even say that though like in our culture isn't it even hard to say lower yeah. your expectations like all the sudden like the negative connotation that lives yeah. even in that statement i think is I, it really is culture not every culture is like this not every culture values the idea of effort like we do effort is yeah. not like that's not the goal the goal is like you hear people say work smarter not harder they don't mean it in this culture they don't mean it like they like this culture is work harder who cares about smarter like it's just it's like work. right but did you stay up until 2 a.m doing that right oh, well, yeah. that's probably not good yeah so, <laughs> so so there's there's this interesting thing that happens work is a valuable part of life and when you can match your work with your passion that is just the most beautiful thing. But work is not the only part of what it means to be a human being. Um, you know, uh, if we would if we would pursue relationship and if we would pursue pursue relaxation with the same fervor we pursue work, I just I just think it's it's really interesting the the work life balance thing um, uh, is the way it is in this culture. And a, a, to be honest, a lot of that has to do with the idea of the the American ideal, the American dream, the you know the brass ring is always there if you work hard enough, and uh, just the the idea that 
that is the goal is to have, you know, lots and lots of money and to work really hard to get it. And it's, I don't know, it's just, I don't vibe with it as, as much. And so it's, it, it can be one of those sore spots with me when I, f I feel like, um, it's, it becomes a judge judgment kind of thing in my, my own life that mm -hmm. I don't work hard enough because I enjoy watching movies on my downtime or, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. You're so, not yeah. filling all of your time with right. work. Which is hilarious I because my wife would tell me I that. do fill fill all my time with work, but yeah. right, yeah. yeah, yeah, we've we've all done that. Um, okay, so there you guys have a lot of. <laughs> I do like this one from when Alan uh, when Alan mentioned the <laughs> the <laughs> spout that turned into the water garden. Uh, yeah. Random Rick review said Alan now has a moat. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep, yep, mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, you want to go to the next few questions? You want to pick one? Sure, uh, I can pick one. Um, let's see. If you had a book written about your lives, what would the name be? Wow. Uh, massive Distraction? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just embrace it. Uh, we weapons of weapons of Massive Distraction? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. I think <clears throat> there's so many people that have really done a great job of kind of showcasing embracing their strangeness and their weirdness like the word weird was used as a weapon for me growing up a lot mm -hmm. um and like just the isolation that i felt from people it was like always the kid that was just pushed out of every friend group so i hated the word weird and then i kind of embraced it but there's just been so much that has been done kind of with that focus so i don't know i, I have no idea I don't know why anybody would want to write a book about me anymore. But let's <laughs> say that it would be something just to do with, I don't know, I guess it unapologetically being yourself. But there's mm. a lot out there that's like that already. So I don't know. I don't know. What well, you, that's, what that's you, hard. To, that's hard, though. If you start to think about what would your unique book be. That's but just, that's how my brain is. Right. But it's but it's unique because it's your life. Like it's a book about your life and right. you are unique. So uh -huh. there's not You're, it's. Yeah, go ahead. This, this question reminds me of when someone's like, hey, will you help me with my podcast? I'm like, why? There's so many other people out there that do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, because I like how you say it. I like how you talk about it. I'm like, all right, I can understand. Well, that. then so tell people about my podcast. <laughs> why, why are you trying to start your own? <laughs> if you like how I say it. What about you? What would your book, uh, what would the name be of your book? Walking Contradictions? I don't know. Like, it's... it's um, it's hard to say uh, what a what the name uh, like. I think one of the hard hardest things to do is to be <clears throat> self aware enough to know what defines you, to know what defines your life. And I have aspirational ideas of what I would like that to look like, or what that I would like that to be. But that doesn't mean that's been my actual, you know, the definition of my life. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it might be something about uh oh my God. what if the title of our book is just yeah i don't know <laughs> that's just the I title i was literally yeah, I about to i was literally about to go down that direction danae is i what? think i think i would like the title of a book about my life to be about uncertainty to be about the idea that to truly uh to truly embrace your life is to embrace how little you know that is that is absolutely, in my opinion, the key is to question, question, continue to question, and when things change, to change what you believe. You know, like there's like there's it's okay there's to change your way mind. Way too much investment for people to stay locked in 
to things they've decided um, and or been told or been taught. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think there's there is such power in in the pursuit of truth and what that is. Um, so yeah, something along those lines. Can, okay, I got a question. What do you think about my shoes? I'm still uh, painting on them. Yeah, really, it reminds really... me of like an '80s uh, commercial. Yeah, like right. How, like that would like flash on and off the shoes. Like uh -huh, uh -huh. those. Yeah. Pew that's, pew pew. Yeah, like, that's what it reminds me. Do you me have of. your pair of will blow your legs out shoes? <laughs> I just wanted to show you my progress. Uh -huh. People might think that I'm looking over here, like ready to thank those who are like supporting my my stream, mm -hmm. which I see you, and and I'll get to that in a minute. But no, I have just been doodling. Maybe that's the title of my book. Just been doodling. <laughs> just been doodling. Uh, here's a ahead. question. Lil Slabs wants to get a birthday gift for Iris. Instead Aww. of overwhelming you with stuffed animals, what would be a good gift for my mini-me? Oh, slab. Okay, first of all, Lil Slab, you don't have to do that. I think, so Iris is, I'm, I'm trying to encourage Iris to not want to buy things all the time. Um, But that's a hard, it's a hard battle because uh, we're losing it yeah. every day. It's a, it's a battle. <laughs> I'm wanting to I'm wanting to get to the next step, the next kind of evolution of involving her in understanding that like what money can do if it's not just spent because it makes you feel good. But she has recently identified that what she likes is the feeling of getting something new. So I would say instead of encouraging her, you know, uh, addiction to just getting new things um is to maybe share something that little slab does well i think like iris seeing what other people do with their time and their like art like their uh hobbies i think that's really important like thinking outside of yourself and seeing other people and kind of learning from other people is what i'm really excited for her to kind of be able to do next like she'll see another kid that climbs a tree a specific way and then she wants to go try that too so my question to Little Slab would be, what do you do that you could maybe share with Iris that would be unique? Like, do you like to draw or do you like to read a specific kind of book or um, or what are you passionate about? Are you passionate about like growing things uh, and maybe find a way to share that passion and like just tell Iris about you a unique person, like a pen pal type thing. That'd, that'd probably be an interesting experiment to try. She did really love the stuffed animal that you guys gave her. Uh, and when she lost it, when she did lose it, she was devastated because it was one of her favorite ones. So she it's good to learn to get things and then lose them. Um, so yeah, you could, you'll do great, little slap. Whatever it is. I know it's a, that's a, it's a big one. <clears throat> don't get like, her, a... don't get her a book about an African spider was not a big hit. Was not a big hit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she looked at Aaron's gift and was like, whatever. Uh, no, not interested. And Aaron's heart broke. Yeah, it can happen. Uh, question from Link. What's your favorite thing to do when visiting a new place for the first time? Eat food. I want to try yeah. unique food. I really like that. Or, or visiting something that I don't get to see in landlocked Missouri. So yeah, research. There's like if there's a something um nearby that's like really unique, like a, a structure that's been built mm -hmm. or a natural structure that's close by. Um yeah. Just something that you can't get where you where you live every single day. 
Yeah, I am uh, always in curiosity brain. And so curiosity brain is like, what can I learn or see or experience here that I can't learn, see or experience anywhere else? Um, and so that's my immediate research if I'm somewhere new is what what makes this place interesting? What makes it unique? Uh, and how can I uh, see slash learn slash experience that? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, this one's for you, Aaron. Do you follow Dan Mural or Merle on YouTube? I know he has collabed with CS CinemaSins in the past. He has a great Oscar video out at the minute, and I've always want, uh, thought about a conversation between you guys. It would be great. I would love to talk to Dan. I'm aware of Dan. I don't necessarily follow his stuff as in I, in, I haven't seen the video you're talking about. I have seen occasional videos from Dan. Um, he uh he strikes me as um intelligent and passionate about a lot of the same things i'm passionate about i would love to have a conversation with him about award season um so feel free to put that uh in his brain um mm -hmm. and maybe i'll reach out and see oh. if, he, if he wants for to come you. on sif pop um but but yeah, he he seems like an awesome dude. I I know he's he's been on the CinemaSins podcast before, and um, so I know he does have that connection. Uh, I just I just haven't had any individual personal contact with him. And our last question for the day: What should I cook for dinner? I am out of ideas. Mm. Do you want to take a trip to the grocery store, or are you trying to like you're gonna need to give us some ingredients as inspiration? You know, shepherd's like, pie. Oh, there you go. You're gonna need lard. Is she making her own crust? <laughs> there's that. I, I don't think there's crust in shepherd's pie, but it's a, it's a nice. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's the one that has potatoes. Yes. Mash, it's got mash oh, and yeah. meat and cheese mm. and carrots. Carrots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah do we that. just had some uh, shepherd's pie uh, HelloFresh style uh, last week, and it was delicious. Mm -hmm. Delicious. So. Mm -hmm. Although, isn't, hasn't Ian told us that shepherd's pie has to be, the meat has to be sheep? Lamb? I think shepherd's yeah. pie is lamb, and then there's another one that's, that's beef. cottage pie. Cottage pie, yeah. Cottage but nobody pie. here, shepherd's pie is any meat. It has nothing to do with the, the type. There isn't a difference. It depends on who you talk to. If you talk to somebody who's some an Anglophile, they might have a have a, a difference. But I'm cottage just telling pie. you, the American dish shepherd's pie is does not make that distinguish. Yeah. Okay. Distinct, distinct, distinction. Yeah, that's a good one. Distinction. But yeah. I and if like you have if you have a uh, uh, instant pot, I'm going to be uh, doing honey sesame chicken again, mm. which is uh, chicken thighs and honey, uh, soy sauce garlic and you throw all that in a pot and the chicken comes out all yummy flavor and just cook up some rice so that's what i would do or cheeseburger just grill a cheeseburger do you or do that do, do you do that in england do you guys grill they've got a grill in england i get this sense that burgers like this american thing but i'm sure it's like croft cultures by now hasn't it <laughs> Um, I want to say thanks to Skoke and Mafleta and uh, CEO for following today. And also nice. to Slendamon and Slab and Katrar for your continued support over on my little Twitch channel. You guys can connect with Aaron and I in a multitude of ways. We obviously do this show every Monday at <clears> 9 a.m. <throat> Central. And someday we'll do some days. 
That's the goal. Someday. That is the goal. How many years do you think it's going to take us to do the some days? I think 15 years from now when I'm <laughs> Is anyone going to listen to our when I'm show in my 60s. No, no, no. Oh listen, God. listen, listen. Oh, I'm in my 60s, let's you're talk in your 50s. Prostate. We we will we will be getting up every morning anyway just because when you're old you get up early and we'll just hop on for for an hour as old people and just shoot the breeze and if anybody wants to, you know, Wants uh-huh. to watch, they will. I and then it'll be every morning. It'll be we'll take like every one day morning, off because we'll be retired. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be like they're yeah. so bored. Let's, let's do a thing. show. We'll just get up. We'll just get uh-huh. up and talk about stuff. Okay. All right. Cool. So, yeah. Um, you can connect with me personally over on my Twitch or on Twitter at Danae says Aaron's at Aaron Dicer. You can also follow our show mutually at the Morning DNA, which is I think we have Aaron and Danae as our Twitter there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people who do support us on Patreon to help us with the posting of our podcast, which has been out and about in the world for over 10 years now. And you can go back and listen to our conversations literally from 10 years ago and kind of hear the evolution of Aaron and I's journey as people doing a show together of some kind. It's, May it's wild. will be 11 years in, uh, in May. We're coming wild. up on our 11th anniversary. So, um, we yeah. continue to be open to uh, your guys' ideas. Thank you for sharing them with me, including a link wanting to know if we're going to be doing Mario Kart. We mm. love the idea of doing all kinds of things with you. It all comes down to time, as Aaron and I obviously have careers to manage and families and everything, but we love Remember that love, whole work-life balance love, thing that we talked about earlier? We're trying love, to figure it out. Love this outlet because it's yeah. a place for Aaron and I to continue to do the craft that we do together and that we've been doing together in some form or another for 11, 11 years. years. Yeah. So thanks for being here with us as we chat and hang out. We'll see you guys next Monday or Sunday. I am going to raid today, guys. Oh, cool. So we can hang out for a sec. No more cockroaches. What? No more cockroaches. Oh, because of the raid. Yeah. That's clever. It sounds so much like you mean it when you say it that way. Yeah. No, I I meant it somehow deep down inside. <clears throat> somehow deep down inside. <laughs> um, I think. Yes, Lucas, we are on Google Podcast. Hey, Aaron Dicer's live on Twitch. I could write into Aaron Dicer. <laughs> somehow don't think he's going to be live for that much longer today. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious you write into me and then I write into somebody else? And just like the the... Um, Let's see if anybody's watching on my Twitch. Let's see if anybody is watching on my Twitch. Yeah, you hey, have a one person, one person is watching you have on a couple my couple bots, man. That's well, something. I have I have one one viewer on my Twitch. The hard part for me is that since Twitch started doing more ads, I don't have a chance to like see what they're doing before sending in raids. So I'm going to mm. confidently send you over to CNOT because I know he's doing amazing work. Um, yes, and. I really love his vibe. He's just got a chill laid back vibe with some chill laid back music. And he's always got a project that he's working on. So Mm -hmm. you guys can go check out what he's doing today. He has been a sculptor and artist on Twitch. He's the first uh, person to make partner that was not a gamer. He was actually just a, he's a crafter. So he's kind of one of the OG crafters on the Twitch platform and very respected. He's been doing it for a long, long time. You can enjoy all of his uh, his art. And he's got a great community there as well. There's 180 people hanging out this morning. So you guys can go and enjoy him. Nice. Um, all right, guys. We'll see you next Monday or Sunday. Bye. <laughs> 
Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can also be a member of Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. 